0: Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. On this week's episode, we are looking at episode one of the um, rebound and restart series that I'm going to be doing, where I look at the worst teams in the East and the West and look at ways they can make themselves better and look at why maybe they're just not as good. So we're starting with the Detroit Pistons, who were 13th in the Eastern Conference Day, um, we're not playing well. And they have a great head coach in Dwayne Casey. And you expected them to be much better with players such as um, Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. But Blake Griffin uh, was not himself. Derrick Rose um, was very, very good. And then Andre Drummond got traded for um, Brandon Knight and John Henson in a second-round pick. And so, yeah. It's not good for Andre Drummond. He is staying in Cleveland. He is re-signing and accepting his uh, player option. But the team, Detroit, they're just a mess. And there are just so many players who, to be honest, aren't you know playing their best basketball. And so what I'm going to try and do is look at ways they can make themselves better. And it all starts um, starting the offseason. So. Like I said, the Pistons um, just couldn't get it done, and you know, they are um, struggling for sure. A team that was expecting when they got Blake Griffin in that trade to be the best of the best, they turned out to be subpar, and that's not good, especially for a team that's you know, a city that's trying to lift up its sports to a higher level because we all know. The Detroit Lions and the Detroit Tigers aren't the greatest teams in their respective sports. And so the Pistons, I guess, can turn it around and maybe be the shining light in Detroit. So we're going to look at what they can do. So they have pretty much a couple of free agents. John Henson, Brandon Knight. They have free agents. Um maker Christian Wood and they have Tony Schnell who is on a player option which he will most likely accept so what can the Pistons do now um, where can they go what's their strategy here so the first thing that I think the Pistons should do is get rid of Derek Rose because his value is at its highest at this point and so in my opinion, if you get rid of him now, then you'll be better off long-term. So people have been throwing the Lakers around, and I think that makes a lot of sense because the Lakers could use a point guard who's a veteran, and if Derrick Rose can average 18 points a game on the Lakers, he's only making $7 million. That's a pretty good size uh, deal. So what I came up with is the Lakers trading Derrick Rose in a second-round pick. That's what they get. Pistons will get Kyle Kuzma, Talon, Horton, Tucker, and a first-round pick in 2020. So, um, the Lakers are getting a second-round pick back from the Pistons, and they're getting Derrick Rose, who at one point in time was an MVP. And your hope is with the Lakers, LeBron, AD, that brings all of that back to Derrick Rose. Now, for the Pistons, I think Kyle Kuzma is not great on the Lakers because of LeBron and AD. And so if you take that away and put him on a team where there is no number one option, I could see Kuzma averaging 14, 15 points a game with the Pistons, which may seem high, but if, you know, he's playing like he did his rookie year, then sky's the limit. And so the reason why Kuzma was regarded as such a good player His first season was because they didn't have superstars. They had basically nothing. Brandon Ingram wasn't proven yet. Lonzo Ball wasn't proven yet. So Kuzma had an open window. So Pistons, obviously, with Kuzma would be much better. Now they get a draft pick, which also works. So the um, Lakers, I think, do well. Pistons do well. And if you're looking to have a successful team, that's what you need. So that is move number one. Move number two. This one is um, involving Blake Griffin. Now, Blake Griffin is a very big contract. And for all the people who know, he's not worth nearly what he's getting paid. But he's averaging like 14, 15 points a game, 7, 6 or 7 rebounds a game. So he's not the worst player in the world, if healthy. So I decided... To put him on the Denver Nuggets. Now, the Denver Nuggets have Paul Millsap, who is basically an older version of Blake Griffin. But Paul Millsap's a free agent, and, the, you know, Denver's probably not going to keep him around unless they want to get him on a cheaper contract. So the Pistons would get Monte Morris in a 2023 second round pick, and the Denver Nuggets would get Blake Griffin. Um, and I think this would be the best situation for the Nuggets because they would be getting a power forward who is very good. They don't really have to give up too much in terms of their core. Um, Monte Morris is a good bench player, but you you can find another Monte Morris out there somewhere. So you don't have to worry. And then you give up a second-round pick, which to the Pistons matters more. Than to the Nuggets. So I think it's a good deal, and I don't see why this wouldn't be something that would uh, happen or wouldn't happen. You know, there are other teams that could go after Blake Griffin, but I think the Nuggets need an extra piece to push them above, you know, the rest of the West. And I don't know if Blake Griffin does that, but he helps. So Paul Millsap is gone, Blake Griffin is in. So the Pistons now have Monte Morris and a second round pick. So now we go to the draft and what does the draft look like? So we are assuming that Detroit gets a top tier uh, pick and so um, I'm assuming they're going to get somewhere in the top five. Right now they're slated at five and so their biggest need is point guard and When you look at the best point guards, there's LaMelo Ball and Killian Hayes and Tyrese Halbert. Now, LaMelo Ball is the best point guard in this draft. And I think if you look at the teams who are slated above Detroit, you're going to see the point guard slot is not something they need. Anthony Edwards, Ob Toppin, James Weissman. uh, These are some of the big names at the top of the draft. But Golden State has Steph. And Colin Sexton's in Cleveland. D'Angelo Russell's in Minnesota, and Trey Young's in Atlanta. So, you know, I don't see any of those teams going after LaMelo Ball. And Detroit's at number five, um, and so they're going to draft LaMelo Ball. The only team that I think would have interest in Ball is the New York Knicks, who are currently slated at number six. I don't think Chicago, who's at seven, or Charlotte, who's at eight, would go after a point guard. If they somehow made their way up and so for Detroit their only hope is that New York doesn't slide ahead and so that's where we are and so the Pistons are gonna draft LaMelo Ball with their first of the two first-round picks they have and they ended up adding one pick from the Lakers um, you know which was um, gonna help them as well and so with their second of uh two first round picks they are going to go out there and they are going to draft elijah hughes shooting guard syracuse so i think luke Kennard's a good shooting guard but what i think is even better is having another option off the bench and elijah hughes gives you that i think They'd love to get someone a little bit higher up in the draft like Josh Green or Tyrese Maxey or even RJ Hampton. But I don't think any of those guys will be there come pick number 29. So unfortunately for Detroit, they are out of luck in this case. So they got to stick with the best shooting guard available, which is Elijah Hughes. So, now if you're looking at where Detroit is in their lineup, you have Ball as your point guard, Luke Kennard as your shooting guard, you have Demboya as your small forward, um, you have Kuzma as your power forward, and you have Christian Wood as your center. And they're going to re-sign Christian Wood to whatever deal, max deal he's going to get, or whatever they're going to offer him, which is probably somewhere in the like fourteen, fifteen dollars range. So you're going to have a lot of cap space. You're going to have cheap contracts, young players. And you're going to be setting yourself up to be a good team in the future. So, yeah, that is what I think Detroit should do. And that is um, looking at the Detroit Pistons at this point. So, yeah, that's what's going on. Now, next thing I want to talk about is... Apparently, people in the bubble are, you know, calling in complaints. And apparently, there are some in the bubble who are going out there and starting rumors and going and making claims that certain players or teams are not following the rules. And so, um, looking at what's going on with that whole situation, you know, it seems like uh, things are still up in the air. You have a lot of players who are basically stepping out. Gordon Hayward's uh, having another child, so he's stepping out when that comes. Zion Williamson is leaving for a family issue. Rondo's out for six to eight weeks. You know, Brooklyn Nets look a mess. The Lakers are losing players. Um, and, you know, basically this is, by all accounts, a very rough situation going on. Because what I believe is a lot of people don't actually know what's going on. And I think, um, you know, this is uncharted territory and something that we've just never seen happen before. And for most of the NBA, they are trying to Figure this out just like everyone else. And the teams and the coaches and the players just don't know what's going on. And so, you know, this is, I guess, the best we can get. And, you know, the question that is going to be asked when this is all said and done, and this question has been um, talked about on different podcasts or TV stations, is this championship going to have an asterisk? Is the team that wins this championship going to have an asterisk next to it because of the season, because of what was going on, because of all the, the issues, the fact that teams didn't have players? Will there be an asterisk? And I look at this as a double-edged sword. We could say that, yes, there's going to be an asterisk and that these players, despite you know everything they're doing, um, whoever wins, it's not going to really count in the eyes of NBA players or fans, even though they will get a ring. But on the other token, you could say it's 100% real because you have to face all these adversities. And so some people say, oh, yeah, well, my team doesn't have all its players because some people don't want to play, some are hurt, some are injured, some have COVID. And then you look at the other side that's saying, yeah, your team might have those, you know, shorthanded situations, but if you win a championship, it's bigger and better because you're actually winning it with all these challenges and hurdles. And so, to some people, you could say, okay, well, this is the situation, and it doesn't count. And others, you can say, oh, well, this is what it is. If you win, it's, you know, a bigger deal. Now, let's look at the Lakers for a second. They don't have Rondo. They don't have Avery Bradley. Um, We don't know who else is going to be out by the time the season starts. And so, for... The Lakers, specifically, if they win a championship, everyone's going to be like, oh, LeBron won another championship, this is great, blah, blah, blah. And no one's going to think anything of it because it's LeBron James and that's just how the media is. The media in America, I hate to say it, leans towards the LeBron James bias and the Democratic Democrats bias. LeBron James, his son, has more games on ESPN than some college basketball teams, and even some NBA teams. Everything that his kid does at that Sierra Canyon School, or Canyon School, um, ESPN retweets, puts up stuff, dunks everything. LeBron puts it all up. So many players don't even get as much airtime as this kid. You know, and all networks do it. It's what it is. I listen to Skip and Shannon, and they talk about LeBron all the time. When they talk about the NBA, every segment has LeBron James' name for some reason. And, you know, he's influential. And if they win a championship, it's going to be influential. And everyone's going to say, oh, LeBron James, with all these, you know, hurdles, got this championship win and defeated the odds. But if they don't win, those same people are going to be like, oh, it doesn't count. So it all depends on who you talk to, in my opinion. I think championship's a championship, whether you play 82 games, whether you play half the season, whether you are in a bubble, whether you're playing at home, you know, that's just what I believe. And so, you can say what you want, but I think this is still a season, we're still getting a champion, and it shouldn't matter because the best players are going to win no matter what. The best team is going to win no matter what. And so, that is just my humble opinion. And, again, it doesn't really matter what you guys think because um, it's my podcast. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that. So when we get more news on the bubble, we will talk about that. And so that's going to do it for this week's episode. Tune in to next week's where we talk about more news and topics and discuss.